reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor Does Sports. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. Always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Doing the Favor. And with me, as always, is everyone's favorite heartthrob, Double H, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Doing well, brother. Ready to uh, discuss the week that was. Week that was, man. We had week 17 in the NFL. Playoff picture got set. We're going to talk about Week 17. We're going to preview the playoffs. We're going to talk about the college football playoff and a couple of other news item, newsworthy items in sports. So first off, we're going to start off with Week 17. We're going to go through our picks real quick. We're not going to get in-depth on every game like we have been just because some are goddamn pointless and some of these teams are suck and their seasons are over. I don't want to talk about them anymore. So no offense, Barry. You don't have to hit fucking Chris Rocker where it hurts. <laughs> You didn't have to say that. And about 16 other fan bases. It's all right. I'm going to be a little – for the first time, I was cocky for about a day with the Browns making the playoffs. That's right. Let's just say that. For about a day. We'll get into that later too. First up, Falcons at Buccaneers. We both picked the Bucs, and they Mm -hmm. end up fucking steamrolling them. 44 to 27. Tom Brady. You know I like what they did though? They made sure a lot of guys hit their incentives. And their contracts are little bonuses. Yep. Like I think AB got a, I want to say either a hundred grand or a quarter million. Uh, Mike Evans got money. It's just really good to see teams go out of the way and do that. You know what I mean? I think it's really cool. But you know, Tom Brady got the bucks. They're clicking. And they will be the five seed going to the playoffs. Next up, game you're probably gonna want to talk about here: Cowboys at Giants. I picked the Cowboys. You picked the Giants. Giants ended up pulling it out, 23-19. We did. Uh, Mike McCarthy. What a guy. What a coach. I can't – I hope Dallas signs him to an extension. Um, A a few things that, you know, he probably (laughs) – he might have had a chance to win a couple challenges there. Uh. His glaucoma or something kicked in. He couldn't see right. And um, Andy Dalton will be Andy Dalton, baby. Throw that pick. As soon as the pressure turns up, man, he's going to fold like a lawn chair. Right. I watched him do it for years in Cincinnati. And he he did. And he threw that fucking pick. And I was literally driving 75 on on, uh, US 218. And I was like, fuck yeah. And I knew it was coming. So uh, that set up for later that, you know, that. Well, let's talk about Wayne Goldman. Let's talk about Wayne Goldman trying to piss it away. (sighs) You just, you thought I was going to forget about that, didn't you? You know, listen, Wayne Goldman, he's not Saquon. We, we make the playoffs if we have Saquon. I think he is at least good enough to get us two more wins, three more, maybe. You only need one. Right, but the games were real close. I, you know, and that's the thing is there's legitimately two teams in that division that I think are on the upswing, could have a possible upswing, and that is the Giants and Washington. And that's kind of who it came down to, which, like I said, we won that set up the stage for an all-or-nothing game, uh, Washington and Philly. So right now you have two young teams in the division, Washington and Giants, with cap space, right? Now, obviously, you guys think you may have the quarterback situation figured out. Alex Smith was who I think was the best quarterback in the division this year. Um, Obviously, he's not the long-term answer there, and they just cut my man Dewey Haskins. As they should have. As they should, as they fucking should have. After that game. That was, I mean, just after the strip club incident, he should have been done. Well, I would have let him start this week. But, yeah, I mean, so that's – you guys did what you had to do on Sunday to get yourself in a position to, with help, could get into the playoffs, correct? 
Absolutely. That's what I said. It set up the all or nothing game uh, for the Sunday night game. And we will get there. Yep. Next up, uh, Patriots at Jets. You picked the Patriots. I picked the Jets. I was still sad about our loss to them. The Browns, that is. Uh, Patriots end up winning 23 or 28 to 14. And I said, Sam Darnold just don't have it in him <laughs> to get it done again. And he did. Jets have the number two pick now. Um, and they're in prime position to take Justin Fields if they want him. Uh, they they should want him. They, they, they should, should want him bad. Uh, next up, Vikings at Lions. You pick the Lions. I pick the Vikings. Vikings end up winning 37-35. Kirk Cousins had a nice first half. There was no Dalvin Cook for him. But they end up getting it done but fall short of the playoffs. Adios Not much else we can talk about there, right? <laughs> right. Adios to the, both of them. Both those command aces. Don't talk to them about them till we preview the NFL next year, unless yep. they do something crazy in the offseason. Uh, next up, the big game for me, obviously, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was resting several key guys, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Marquise Pouncey, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, the Browns, who needed a win to get into the playoffs, got their receivers back, got their linemen back, uh, lost Denzel Ward. And Browns, it was their second week in a row where they had no practice. I'm not making excuses, but the Browns ended up winning 24-22. Then up taking a 24-10 lead, I want to say, a 24-9 lead. And lo- it was looking pretty good. And Chase, um, Mason Rudolph hit a couple deep, few deep balls. Two to Chase Claypool, one to Deontay Johnson. Then up getting back into it, 24-22. In line for a two-point conversion, Mason Rudolph throws out the back of the end zone, as he's prone to do. They about – did you see the onside kick? I did not. They So we had our hands team in, obviously, and it was almost just like the fucking Giants game, dude. Steven Carlson gets down the field like a ground ball, and it just squirts between his legs and just stuck between his ass cheeks with people <laughs> diving all around him. He somehow recovered the ball, to which Baker ends up – Two, three-yard run on third down. Ends up sealing the game for us. Browns are in the playoffs. For the first time since 2002, um, I got choked up. I ain't going to lie. A lot of lot of years of this team. And somebody said, well, you beat the Steelers to get in. Listen, my senior year high school football, we went 0-10. I don't give a fuck if the Browns beat that team to get into the playoffs. <laughs> it doesn't fuck them. It doesn't matter. I even said that. I don't care if they beat the 1997 Jewish side Vikings. We're in. And when you get to the playoffs, it's all 0-0. And, I mean, I, that was one of the goals for this season was to get to the playoffs. And they accomplished that goal. And the AFC was a little tougher. It took 11 wins. Even with seven teams getting in, still took 11 wins. And a very, very top-heavy AFC this year. Yeah, and, you know, I even said whoever comes out of that AFC – I mean, they're going to be beat up. They're going to be battered. It, I mean, it is going to be an absolute fucking dog fight if you make it out of that AFC. And the Browns end up going to Pittsburgh next weekend to play them in the playoffs, which I think, I know I'm an optimistic Browns fan here, but if you had to pick one of the um, four division winners to play in the playoffs, you're picking Pittsburgh. Well, this goes back, and this is a, you know, it's kind of a thing. I know they're arresting people and all that bullshit, but if you remember, the the perfect Patriots team played the Giants last game of the season, and they scored late and beat us, but we were there the whole time, and that gave the Giants fucking huge confidence going into the playoffs that they can hang with anybody. And, you know, we saw what happened. So we'll, Pittsburgh we'll talk, cannot take this game for granted. No, they cannot. We'll talk about, we'll preview the playoffs here in a little bit. A lot to talk about there, even more. Um, next up, Ravens at Bengals. We both picked the Ravens. They dog walked the Bengals 38 to 3. That's an extremely dangerous team going to the playoffs. They are, look like they got their mojo back. Uh, Dolphins at Bills. We both picked Miami because we both thought that, like, Buffalo was going to arrest people. They did not. 
They fucking boat raced the Dolphins, 56 to 26. This is probably the last time we're going to talk about the Dolphins. Bill secured the two seed, by the way. This is probably the last time we're going to talk about the Dolphins for a while. Now, I guess they put their faith in Tua. They're committed to him to be the starter in 2021. They have uh, the Houston Texans draft pick, which I believe is third overall. So, I guess Penny Sewell's the name there for them to take if that's what they're going with Tua. I tell you what. This is going to be a hot take. I think that they chose developing Tua over making a serious run to the playoffs. Oh. You don't think Fitzmagic was the guy to to make the run? No, I do. That's what I'm saying. I said they chose developing Tua instead of sticking with Fitzpatrick, who might have been good for another win or two. Tua can't throw the ball downfield yet. Right. He's and just not there. Will He's he just ever develop? Yet. Will that and then, develop? And then not only that, they did the whole like relief pitcher thing with him. It would bench him. Yeah. If they needed to score. And, like if they were down and needed a comeback or whatever it may be, if they weren't moving the ball. If the offense got stagnant, they'd, they'd bring in Fitzpatrick. And I mean, what's that do for a young player's confidence? Right. And I guess they love Tua and he's an excellent you know, exemplary person. I get I'm not questioning his character, nothing like that. I'm sure he's a good dude. I just don't see – I mean, he had to have a drastic improvement because you got to understand, Alabama and at Ohio State and a lot of those big-time college programs, they're throwing to superior athletes who are wide open. So really the only game tape you got to watch on some of these guys. Like now I, I hear all these draft experts talk about like, oh, I, I watched every snap he took. You, I don't think you have to. I think you only need to tell, watch the snaps he takes against good competition. Right, the the playoffs is right. basically some of the only real comp- NFL talent these guys are going to see. To which he balled out for years. Right. You know, I'll, I'll give him that. But then you have a guy who, you know, doesn't have the strongest arm, doesn't have the best athleticism, doesn't have the best size. It's just I just, you know, I don't see it. Now, I'm not saying he couldn't prove me wrong. I just I, I don't I don't see it. I mean, here's a cold take. He would only he would only throw the guys in the NFL bear that were wide the fuck open. Yeah, and here, like I said, here's a cold take: is he is the fucking Dollar General Lamar Jackson? And he's not even the poor. He is the Dollar General fucking Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson actually improved a little bit on his throwing abilities. From where he was, we've seen it this year. And, I mean, from last year, his throwing, I thought, was a little bit better. Tua has a long, long way to go. Long way to go, man. Yeah. Long way to go. And I thought it was a little too early. I thought he should have sat. If I, you know, I don't know how I'd feel if I was in that locker room, but I feel I do feel like, you think Fitz gives us the best opportunity to score points? Why isn't he starting? Exactly. So, that's just me. Uh, next up, we have Seattle at San Francisco. You pick the Seahawks. I pick the Niners. Seahawks end up winning 26-23. to 23. Niners are done. They're going to be in the market for a quarterback. And this was another uh, Russell Wilson calls the fucking play instead of taking a knee. So uh, who was it, David Moore? David Moore could get a bonus, $100,000. Could get $100,000. $100 uh, that's, what that's a sweet-ass play. Yep. That's you know that's a quarterback taking care of his guys right there. That's awesome. Next up, Cardinals at Rams. This was a backup quarterback mess of a game. Kyler Murray ended up getting hurt. We both picked the Rams. Ran up Rams ended up winning eighteen to seven. They are in the playoffs. Next up, Indy. I'm sorry, Jacksonville at Indy. Uh, Colts had to win. They needed some help. They got that help with Miami losing, and they end up fucking boat racing the Jaguars. All I kept thinking was that game was on was, thank God I'm not rooting. Let's just say boat race. They won 28-14. It was going to look like a boat race to be in the game. And I, all I kept thinking was, thank God the Browns aren't relying on Mike Glennon to get them in the playoffs. <laughs> Good Lord. No doubt. That would have been a rough afternoon. Uh, next up, Titans at Texans. We both picked the Titans a lot closer than we thought it was going to be. 41 to 38. Titans end up pulling it out. I think they have some issues on defense. Derrick Henry goes over 2,000 yards, which is amazing. I've, it's kind of weird that more people aren't talking about that. 
how is he not fucking mentioned in the fucking MVP? He's mentioned. I just no, think he's mentioned. Like he's fourth. he's not even in fucking. This is a passing league where yes. these fucking quarterbacks can't get touched. It's the, I mean, 2012 is the last time somebody went over 2,000 yards. You want to know why Derrick Henry's not the most valuable player? He doesn't talk shit. No. What? What did the Browns do to the Titans? I don't know what they did, but I'm telling you right now. I'm tell- they- no, no, let me, fin- let, me fin- let me finish. I'll give you what they do. They jumped out on the Titans and took the running game out of the, out of the playbook for them. You can take Derrick Henry out of the game. You can't take Aaron Rodgers out of the game. It, it doesn't. To me, that if they don't have Derrick Henry, fucking do they win any? Do the Packers? Do the Chiefs? Maybe. Do the Bills? Maybe. Uh, but but you're talking you about. Can also say maybe, you can also say maybe for Derrick Henry. 2,000 fucking yards rushing. Yeah, I'm not, listen, I'm not discounting Derrick Henry at all. He deserves to be in the conversation, but he's not not close to a favorite. We we won't see, and I'm just saying this, we won't see another back uh, not named Derrick Henry go over 2,000 yards. It'll be double-digit years before we see it again. Just the volume alone of one guy getting that kind of volume, you know? Yes. He had well over 300 touches. It, it will be double. It'll be 10 years or more before we ever see it again. I get, I'd, I'd bet money on it. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders at Denver. We both picked. Well, let me get here. You picked the Broncos. I picked the Raiders. Raiders end up winning 32-31. Broncos are done. Raiders are done. Not much more else to talk about there. Other than Josh Jacobs getting arrested for DUI that night. Oh. <laughs> oh. Poor guy. Well, at least he's safe. Next up, Chargers at Chiefs. Uh, we didn't know who all was going to be playing when we made these picks, so some of these are a little off. We both picked the Chiefs. Chargers end up, but they sat everybody. Right. Chargers end up boat racing them. Justin Herbert goes over 30 touchdown pass for the season. That is an extremely, extremely attractive job. Yeah, you want to be a wide receiver and fucking. Uh, yeah, for the, for you want to be the head now. They're the head now. The head coach. Yeah, they fired Anthony Lynn after the game. Yeah, uh, they have picks. They have cap space, and they have a young stud quarterback. And they got Eckler and, at running back. So and you're in Lo- and you're in Los Angeles. Yep. Where you could attract free agents. That is, uh, I think that's a very attractive job. Next up, we have the Packers at the Bears. We both picked the Bears. We thought the Green Bay was going to sit some people. They did not. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers came out and fucking balled <laughs> and just boat raced the Bears 35-16. to 16. But since the Cardinals lost, Bears snuck into the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight. There it is. There it is. So... I, you know, I was, I've been very hard on the Bears all year. Uh, could continue to be hard for them after hard on them after a performance like that. But they're a playoff team. Can't say shit. They're in no. there. They're zero and zero now. Next up, we have the Saints at Panthers. We both picked the Saints. Saints ended up winning, uh, thirty-three to seven. Teddy Bridgewater had a rough day. Very. Can the Saints screen pass their way to a Super Bowl? I don't think they can screen pass their way to a Super Bowl. They need Michael Thomas. And yes. does Drew does Drew Brees have the arm left to create deep threats and give Kamara running room? I mean, Alvin Kamara again is a fucking stud. Representing yeah. the University of Tennessee. Is he going to be able to play? I think he will. I think he'll play. Because um, they they were without their running back room. For this yeah, game. I, right. I think they'll be able to play. Uh, I think they can win some games. I don't know if they can make the Super Bowl, though. I don't know if they can compete with Green Bay. In Green Bay. 
We'll see. Next up, the Sunday night football game, which had big playoff implications for the, the trash-ass NFC East. I'm so sorry, Barry. This Sunday was the absolute most NFC East day of all. <laughs> where the, the Giants won. Gallman tried to piss it away. Uh, Cowboys could have taken control of that game. Andy Dalton pissed it away. Giants end up backing their way into a win. Sorry, I, I'm just being real with you here. No, dominated. And then next up, you have Washington traveling to Philadelphia. Washington wins. They're in. They are the NFC champs. Um, they were up 20 to 14, but the game was very much up in the air. Uh, Washington was making a lot of mistakes, turning the ball over, fumbling snaps, dumb penalties, you name it. Anything a bad football team does, both these teams were doing it. But the game being 20 to 14, going to the fourth quarter, and what no, does Doug was 17. It was 17 to 14. It was 17. Okay, 17 to 14 then. Yeah. Going to the fourth, Doug Peterson, out of nowhere, benches, benches Jalen Hurts and puts in Nate Sudfeld, who hasn't taken a snap in the NFL since 2018. Uh, Philadelphia was unable to move the ball. Sudfeld, not surprisingly, was completely ineffective, even <laughs> through a bad pick. Uh, Washington tacks on a field goal. And they are your NFC East champions. Barry, the floor is yours. What a fucking piece of fucking shit. Doug Peterson. It is 17 to 14. Uh, Miles Sanders, it's on ESPN. You can look at it. No Eagles players were happy with the switch. And they were surprised even. So Shocked. And that's why I'm, you can't blame the fucking players here. I mean, like I told you, Jason Kelsey looked like he wanted to fucking beat Doug Peterson with his helmet. And he should have. Nate Sudfeld in 10 plays, I think, had two turnovers. He had a pick and a fumble and uh, was sacked two or three times. Looked like he hadn't even taken a snap all week. He was scared to death. Um, it was unfucking believable Um... I honestly, I, me and you were talking, to, and and Rucker was even trying to to comment, and then he couldn't even say anything <laughs> because it was so fucking ridiculous. It was Eric Eric Brown messaged me, "This is incredible." I don't know how many times, and he wasn't saying that like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." He was saying that as. I can't believe what I'm watching. That's what that's what this is incredible meant. And I knew exact I couldn't believe it. And you can't as an Eagles fan, whatever, like I said, we didn't handle our business earlier in the year, so we were in that position. And and that's on us. But to just literally go, well, I'd sure love to get Nate fucking Sudfeld. Who in the fuck is that? Some reps. Jalen Hurts was pissed. You could see it in his face. The whole game, he's going, what the fuck? Jason Kelsey. I mean, even the announcers were making, they couldn't believe it. They could not believe it. And... Doug P, I don't know what he tried to justify it and say we were trying to win. No, the fuck you weren't. I mean, you got to say that, but that's a, that's a lie. I've seen. I was listen. The Browns tanked for two years in a row, a solid. But I feel like whatever product they put on the field, they're at least coaching to win the game. That's what somebody tried to compare it to. Well, you know, the Browns got to win because the Steelers sat players. Mason Rudolph took snaps all week and. They coached to win that game. They attempted to win the game. Even on, right down to the onside kick at the end. Right down, they tried to make a defensive stand on the Browns at the end. Didn't work out, but did they put their best lineup out there? No. But they were also getting ready for a playoff game, not vacation. So to me, it's especially when you have players who aren't on the same page as the coaching staff, who want to go win the game. And also, you have a young quarterback who you basically you want to see if he's the guy or not 
down three points against a division opponent who's trying to win the division, you got a chance to ruin their season on a Sunday night game. I think you try to see what Jalen Hurts can do, right? In, in front of the national TV audience, and you fucking just as to me as a player, I would lo- you would think you would lose confidence in your head coach. You, I mean, if I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm going, what the fuck? Like, why are you taking me out right now? I mean, Jalen Hurts is a competitor. Those guys are competitors. They were there to win. And that's why I said, I don't even, as a Giants fan, I don't even fault the Eagles players. They wanted to win. Nate Sudfeld couldn't even catch a fucking shotgun snap several times. Rewatch that fourth quarter. He was scared to catch the fucking ball. It just sucks that the Giants and Cowboys played for a chance that didn't really exist. Well, again, we we put ourselves in that position. Exactly. And I think Dallas, I think Rucker would agree with that as well. We put ourselves in that position. We had games that we could have won and we let slip away. So that was on us. But at the same time, just just say, hey, look, we're fucking – how can you compete for three quarters and get your guys that invested in the game and then go, well, Nate, get on out there, buddy. Go, I mean, go ahead. I mean, it's one thing, but they just completely shifted the way they were coaching the game. Yes. It's one thing if you go in the game and you're running trick plays and trying to get guys their incentives and you're bringing in Sudfeld and you're just trying trick plays and whatever it may be. You know, you're just out there having fun, getting through the season, just trying to get to the end of the game. They were coaching to win the game for three quarters and then they stopped. Okay. So I don't know if a call came down from the front office or what happened, but there was a drastic shift in the way they were calling that game. So that's it sucks, but, you know. Like you All said, right. I mean, Giants put themselves in that position. All right. It so. is what it is. And the Eagles had nothing to gain and really a couple draft positions to lose by winning the game. All right. Uh, so here's, I understand, here's I understand why they did it. I understand, I understand why they did it. But just it's more of like how they did it. So I don't know. You know, it is what it is. But we're done talking about the NFC East. Thank God. Took up way too much of our time. So, all right, you ready to do some uh, playoff previews and pick them? Uh, also, I'm sorry. You picked the Eagles. I picked the Washington football team. You went 10 and 6. I went 10 and 6. You finished up at 140. You finished the regular season. I'm sorry. Yeah. At 143 and 90. I finished the regular season at 144 and 89. So, still one point gap. One point gap still. Yeah, we both went 10 and 6 this week. So I don't know if you've heard this news, though. This is late breaking. Cleveland Browns left tackle, Jedrick Wills Jr. and wide receiver Richard Higgins were both cited for drag racing Tuesday morning. I did. I knew it was Higgins. I didn't know about Wills. Yep. And uh, each were written a $124 ticket. And police also conducted a probable call search in which one of the vehicles had a joint inside. Oh, which vehicle, you know? It does not say. It says neither were cited, though, for the weed. So, basically, they were just cited for... They were right. cited in the court of public opinion, though. Like making the news. That they were, but like I said, uh, you know, here we are. Higgins said that his foot slipped in regard to the drag racing incident before deleting the tweet. Oh, and then... He, Oh, no. And then he posted he was trying to get away from COVID. I saw that deleting one, too. that tweet as well. I mean, what is going on in fucking Cleveland? That's a mess. So now we're getting to the real. <laughs> we're going to dive into the real Cleveland Browns versus the football gods, which they've never they've never got a win in that situation. Um, Yeah, let's just go into a playoff preview right away. That's gonna be that's gonna be the last game we preview because it's Sunday night. We're going straight in order here, and we're gonna pick the games as well. Saturday, January 9th, first game, one o'clock, AFC. You have the Colts traveling to play the Bills. I am going to go ahead and take the Bills. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. 
Man, now this, and this is something I've been saying, the fucking Colts are on fire. And this is the one team, maybe in that AFC, that's overlooked. And Phillip Rivers, if he gets hot, fucking, man, you're in trouble. Because Jonathan Taylor is hot. Yeah. Uh, My goodness, though. The Bills are fucking also on fire. They didn't rest anybody, and they beat the piss out of Miami. Um, man, I'm going to take the Bills as well, but if the Colts win, I will not be shocked. Same. I just, I think the Bills just, you know, I think the Colts are playing great. Like you said, I just think they're running to a buzzsaw. Yeah, it's kind of what it is. Next up is an NFC game. Yeah, the number six seed Rams. Traveling Seattle play the Seahawks 440 Eastern time. I am going to take the Seahawks. I think the Rams limped into the playoffs big time. Man, you know what? I'm going to take the Rams. Okay. I think Aaron, I think Aaron Donald, He they just have Russell Wilson's fucking number. They play them extremely well. And with and, no home field advantage for the Seahawks. Yeah. I, I think that the Rams defense – Keeps them in this game, and I think it's low scoring. I'm going to say 21-17. I'm just concerned of what they're going to get from the quarterback position with Goff and his thumb injury and the yep. way the backup looked last week, and Cam Akers is hurt on offense as well. So they, they have some issues. That defense is hot and cold. But, you know, if Aaron Donald Aaron Donald can wreak havoc on an entire football game, like you said. Yep. And that's very possible. LeBron from deep, by the way. And watching the Lakers and Grizz. Bomb. Um, next up, NFC Saturday night game. This is fun. This is a fun game. I'm excited about this one. This is why I'm glad the Washington football team won that division, by the way. Oh, God. You have the number five Bucks going against the number four seed and hosting a playoff game, Washington football team. I'm taking the Bucks, but I'm really excited. And again, with the Giants, too. I just think right now, Barry, I think that's. All the teams in NFC East were bad. The Washington football team has the best game manager at quarterback. He's not going to make mistakes that's going to lose them the game. He's going to let other people on the team do that for him. Right. <laughs> but, that, but that defensive line of Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, that's a beast defensive line, man. And, you know, we, they always say for years and years, how do you beat Tom Brady? You get him off his spot. Well, there's and and who uh, who did that? I was I was telling uh, Sammy nobody. Tom Brady don't fear anybody but that New York Giants defense. Well, uh, you don't have to worry about that. We're done talking about the Giants. Well, no, we're not because I'm gonna keep bringing them up throughout. Uh, but you're right. Um, but I I honestly think Brady. I don't I don't think this one's close. Uh, playoffs. Brady's hyped. Uh, making a statement against uh, the Washington football team. I'm going to say 38-14. to 14. Yeah, and they're hot right now. They're rolling. Now AB's involved, like really seriously involved. Yeah. Like, that, they're, they're problems. Uh, this next game is going to be very tough to pick. Sunday. January 10th, the 105 game, AFC. You have number five, Baltimore Ravens, traveling to Nashville to play the number four seed, Tennessee Titans. I am going to go ahead and take the Ravens in this one. I think there's a um, there's a revenge aspect going on here. They lost him in the playoffs last year, lost him in the regular season this year. Ravens were going through all that COVID shit at the time. They seem to be rolling. Uh, Lamar is back to being Lamar. J.K. Dobbins is basically... That Mark Dean Mark Ingram useless. He's he's J.K. Dobbins is obviously I'm I'm from Ohio Ohio State fan so a little bias here but he found the perfect team in the NFL to play for they run the same offense he did in college he has the most electric quarterback in the NFL as far as speed so that read option is they got to keep an eye on Lamar the whole time Lamar's the most dangerous ball carrier in that backfield which opens things up for J.K. Dobbins. He led the NFL in yards per carry this year. Scored eight touchdowns. Really came on in the second half for them. So, and with Tennessee's defense being ass, that if Baltimore jumps out on them, 
Derrick Henry's going to be out that out that ball game as far as game plan. So I'm taking the Ravens. That's that was all absolutely beautiful the way you put that, mm-hmm. but not so fast. Okay. Because I think Ryan Tannehill. I don't think Derrick Henry. I think is going to be the decoy here. I think Tannehill throws for over 300. I think AJ Brown. Uh, I think he has 152 touchdowns. And I I see the Titans winning this one. I'm going to say 28-24. Next up, NFC game. Sunday, 440. You have the number seven, Chicago Bears, traveling to New Orleans to play the Saints. I don't see any way the Saints lose this game unless Khalil Mack eats Drew Brees. Yeah, I... I think the Saints take this one. The Bear Mitchell Trubisky would have to play out of his fucking mind. Which I is mean, like an oxymoron of a sentence. Right. Which, But it, watch, it'll happen. But uh, I'll take the Saints. I think they went easy. Next up, Sunday night. And this is probably a game we're going to spend a little more time on. Um, but why? Sunday night, you in AFC. You have the number six seed Cleveland Browns. Traveling to the number three seed Pittsburgh Steelers in a rematch of week 17. Um, Pittsburgh obviously is going to have everybody back. The Browns do not. Coach Seven, Coach Kevin Stefanski tested positive for COVID today. So he's out. He's the play caller. So calling the play is going to be offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt of Colorado State fame. Bill Callahan, the best offensive line coach in NFL history, is going to miss another game. Wide receiver coach is out. Tight end coach is out. Defensive back coach is out. Also, you have Joel Batonio, Pro Bowl guard, out. You have Denzel Ward, could be back. You have Andrew Zadejo, I'm pretty sure, still going to be out. You have Kadero Hodge, number four receiver, out which is impactful because Donovan Peoples-Jones suffered a concussion in Week 17. It is an absolute train wreck right now in Cleveland. Uh, now you have two players getting cited for drag racing, one of which had possession. It's, it's, it's absolutely – I was happy for about two days. Then I went back to being like what a Browns fan is being like. It is uh, the line opened up at three and a half favor for Pittsburgh. I'm assuming that increase. So if you get on that three and a half, good for you. This is going to be an extreme uphill battle and the Browns are going to have to, they're going to have to ball on offense. You got a, a, ba- a fifth round pick, Nick Harris out of Washington. It's going to take over at left guard for Batonio. Um, the one thing I say about the Browns versus Steelers, Nick Chubb only had 14 carries. Kareem Hunt had 15. Baker Mayfield played well. So it's going to take – they're going to have to – Baker Mayfield – and this is without the play calling of Kevin Stefanski, by the way, which really scares me because he's one of the best call, play callers in the league, and he brought the Browns up to speed with the rest of the NFL in one season with no offseason, no preseason. Um, it's just very, very disappointing that this happened when it did. The Browns haven't practiced – Oh man, they haven't practiced since they played the Giants. So and hell, that might have been, might as well have been a practice game. Well, everything's been an uphill battle since then. So it is what it is. It's gonna be all hands on deck. I of course am gonna pick the Browns because I'm not I pick I'm not gonna pick against them. Getting a win in that circumstances would be a monumental thing for that organization. Getting a win under any circumstances in the playoffs would be a monumental win for that organization at this point. But with all the cards stacked against them right now, it's going to be an extreme, extreme uphill battle. Well, I'm going to, the, everything seems too good to be true right now for Pittsburgh. And I think, and this is all, I think Vegas, I think, Tons of money is going to go in on the Steelers. They're going to be huge favorites. But this is also a recipe for disaster because the Steelers have played the they played the Browns twice. They mm-hmm. 
they've gotten accustomed to seeing they're they're accustomed to what they've seen they're okay this is what they're going to do now you're you're playing the unknown you're playing what are they going to do what are they going to do are they going to change things up what schemes are they going to run and i i think it's possibly the perfect storm for a divisional opponent here i think it's going to be close i you know and i'm going to take the browns just because you know i may i told eric if the browns make it i'll be in i'll be on the wagon uh but i do think the browns can squeak this out like i said it's just a perfect recipe of, for disaster for pittsburgh because once you're accustomed to something, you're like, okay, we can handle that. But now it's it's the unknown, and they could change shit up, and you might see a few things you haven't seen, and one or two of those plays beat you. And so I'm going to say hard-hitting, you know, as these games are. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 24-20 Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Which our reward for that would be to go to play the Chiefs. <laughs> and and then I'll tell you now it, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's hoping. I mean, we're already in hope and pray mode, but it just it sucks. You have the season we did, and then basically, you know, pandemic got us, man. That and some poor decision by some young players. But I mean, and what scares me about this, Barry, is as we record this, it's it's Tuesday. There's going to be more positives come out. Yeah, very well could. And that's, that's, it's a, it just sucks. You know, we're going to red, right, 88, the drive, the fumble, and now possibly COVID. Just unbelievable luck. But, you know, 11 and five in the regular season. That's, that's a great, that's a great year. Uh, They, they believe they have their quarterback. They know they have their head coach. You have a stud running back. You have a stud corner. You have a stud. Def- you have two stud running backs. You have a stud yeah. corner. You have a stud defensive end. Also, Olivier Vernon ruptured his Achilles against the Steelers. Yep, I so saw that. So he's done. Um, it's just it's it sucks right now, man. It sucks, and hopefully, like you said, you know, they get in the game. Play calling wise, they can get into a rhythm. Baker can get into a rhythm, and they can make it happen. It's gonna be hard. Yeah, Ch- Chubb has to have 25 carries. He's going to have to I mean, carry early, early to open things up for Baker in the throwing game. I wouldn't come out throwing. I mean, I'm handing it off. Or throwing, the, uh, throwing to Kareem Hunt to try to balance and get that defense moving. Yeah, because, I mean, Nick Chubb, they, could, they did not stop Nick Chubb at all on Sunday. and. I mean, I'm in several group chats with Browns fans, and it's just, it was like, where the fuck is Nick Chubb at? And I love Kareem Hunt, and he's more dangerous out of the backfield catching the ball at this point. I have not seen him break a long run all year. So, that's concerning, but we'll see. So, those are our picks for NFL Week 17. Barry, I'm going to give you some awards. You give me your award, okay? All right. For the NFL. Uh, Who is your coach of the year? Stefanski. Easy call. Absolutely easy call. Another easy call. Comeback player of the year. Alex Smith. That's, again, another easy call. I totally agree. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. Oof. Two two big names here to think about. Maybe three. Justin Jefferson. I would, you know, uh, or Justin Herbert. I would say Herbert will get it. I would say Herbert, uh, this is an impressive year as far as a quarterback and a, and a wide receiver. And then Jonathan Taylor came on late in the year. But Justin Herbert throwing over 30 touchdown passes, that's incredible. Uh, Justin Jefferson having the year he had with the quarterback he has is also incredible. So right. <laughs> it's just – but but I got to go Herbert. He looked magical. Yeah. He was, he was, he was great this year. Uh, your defensive rookie of the year. Uh, you know, uh, Chase Young. I yeah. I think he he which we talked about at the beginning. I mean, I'm not an Ohio State fan, but he's a fucking man child, and he turned Washington's defense. I mean, those dudes fucking balled out. You know, we beat them twice, but 
that I mean they can fucking play defense, and he is a huge fucking reason. So for me, I'd say Chase Young. Your um, defensive player of the year. Jeez. Man, I you know I don't. <laughs> I think for me, this is a really tough to say. I think it's got to be T.J. Watt. Just he's he wrecks games. Aaron Donald's always going to get some looks. I like Xavier Howard out of Miami as well. Yeah, but I see. I, I was going to say Aaron Donald, but just TJ he's Watt, the name. I, mean, I like the TJ Watt pick. Yeah, I mean those those are probably the two you'd pick between. Your um, offensive player of the year. I'll go ahead and give you my offensive player of the year. That's Aaron Rodgers. Derrick Henry. That's right. Fucking right. Had the best offensive season, 2,000 yards. You should get offensive player of the year. You get that many yards. Uh, I agree. Your MVP. I fucking, I think it's Derrick Henry. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I'm not saying, you know, Aaron It's it was between Rodgers, Mahomes, and Derrick Henry for me. Yeah. Uh, well, throw Josh Allen in there. Yeah, Josh Allen balled the fuck out, too. And to me, though, like I said, we're going to see 48 touchdowns in this. We'll see that next year or the year. I mean, we'll see it again. 2,000 yards, we're not going to see it for efficiently, a long Barry? time. But that, but that efficiently? Well, and this is a crazy stat that they were talking about out here. You, you probably didn't hear it because, of course, you don't get fucking Green Bay radio. But... Uh, Mason Crosby was 16 for 16 field goals this year. The Packers only kicked 16 field goals. Their he punter, had more touchdown passes. He had more touchdown passes than they had punts. Their punter punted 46 times. So everything else was a fucking touchdown. That's incredible. That's amazing. It's incredible, man. But Absolutely like incredible. I said, 48 touchdown passes. What do you have? Five interceptions. Um, quarterback uh, rating was ex- quarterback rating was extremely odd. Yeah, three of them in one game. <laughs> that's 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 absolutely mind-boggling. And I don't know. I love what Derrick Henry did, so I want to show him some love as offensive player of the year. But to me, Aaron Rodgers is in a quarterback-driven league. To me, he was the best quarterback, edging out and, Patrick Mahomes. And that's the thing is it's a quarterback fucking league. Yeah. And this dude balled the fuck out. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking highlight reel waiting to happen. And and that's, I mean, I just love running backs too. But, I mean, again, Aaron Rodgers is going to win up. I mean, they're on his fucking ass. They need the ratings. Derrick Henry's a G. He's a baller. Yeah. And I, I, I love Der- watching Derrick Henry run the ball. All right, so we have our we picked all the NFL stuff, so we're done with the NFL tonight. Next, we're gonna move on to the college football playoff. You had Notre Dame get fucking trounced, <laughs> trounced by Alabama, which we knew that was gonna happen. We knew that was gonna come, so we're not gonna spend much time on that. Alabama obviously is Alabama, the number one team in the country. It's you know five stars everywhere. I get it. The next game was the one, obviously, that I was paying attention to. Ohio State versus Clemson. Clemson coming in the heavy favorite. Um, I was very nervous going to that game. At the start of that game, I was very nervous. And then Justin Fields became the best player on the field. He was phenomenal. Trey Sermon is – I mean, he. I don't know what, what happened. He's other – that dude looks league ready now. To where before I'm like all years like Trey Sermon that transfer Oklahoma not really giving as much not really giving as much, yeah, he has over 600 yards his last three games. I, I mean, mean the, he's trying. He's and, and most and very all these yards, I bet you 500 of them were coming before he was touched. Yeah, I mean he's had some fucking holes to run through. He's impressive, uh, but like you said, man, Justin Fields is he's the engine of that fucking of that car. And he made Trevor Lawrence look really bad. When you compared them, it was fucking night and day for me. I mean, you could see one 
was NFL material. And not saying Trevor Lawrence isn't fucking phenomenal or whatever, but, I, man, I think he is going to be a fucking scrub in the, in the NFL. I don't want to say scrub. I'm going to say I scrub. I don't see the whole, like, Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck level of prospect. Yeah, I don't see the infatuation with that dude. Like, I really, really don't. He's good. He's college good. Justin Fields is NFL good. Yeah, Justin Fields is league ready. That I mean, I felt like – so I was not confident going that game because Ohio State didn't really play lights out all year, right? And now I started thinking, I'm like, do they treat the whole regular season like the preseason? I think they did. I think they understood that and the whole thing is like they didn't want to show everything. They opened up the playbook. And to me, Ryan Day is the best play caller in America. Uh, it's going to be tough sledding against Alabama. We'll go ahead and give you some some bet nods here, Barry. Okay. I know it's eight. I know the yeah. line's eight. Alabama minus seven and a half. Over under 75. Money line, Crimson Tide, minus 275. And there's a couple individual stats here. Ohio State running back Trey Sermon has 636 of his 868 rushing yards over the last three games. And Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winning Devontae Smith, I'm sorry. He deserved it too. Had at least 130 receiving yards eight times this season. Latest odds, the odds creeped up. Alabama minus eight. What do you think about those? Here's my thing, though, is Alabama gave up 46 points to Florida. Mm. And may if, and I'll say this, if it goes over the 75, I think Alabama wins. I think if Ohio State wins, it's going to be under because Trey Sermon starts dominating on the ground. Uh, I hope, you know, that doesn't happen. I'm an Ohio State hater. And then I got to hear fucking your shit all year fucking long. Well, I, again, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, but they need to slow down the game. They might not have to. Get Mac Jones off his spot. Haskell Garrett, Jonathan Cooper, they can get in there. They can, they can wreak some havoc. Najee Harris scares the hell out of me. He's a freak. But you saw we kind of slowed down Travis Etienne. So it's just I, I don't think anybody in college football can stop Devontae Smith. I think you got to get the Mac Jones for that to happen. Yeah, and well, on the so, Buckeyes, Buckeyes side of the ball, hey, we got a lot of talent too. Right. Here's, about the, Justin, here's the crazy. Talk about five stat. stars all over the place on our side too. Here's the crazy stat for me: is Alabama's got 535 yards a game, 350 of that's through the air. Okay. Yeah. Ohio State has 145. 272.3 is passing, 272.6 is rushing. Yep. So it's a more balanced attack over on the Ohio State sideline. And like I said, they to me, Ohio State has more ways to beat you than Alabama does. Alabama's going to beat you through the air, in my opinion. They're going to out-freak you. Yeah. And they have, you know, they got the Heisman. They got the fucking, the freak of nature over there. But again, can Justin Fields transform into the best player on the fucking field? He's going to have to. And he's done it before. And, I mean, I told you privately, the dude's a fucking stud. He's a beast. And I had almost sickening to say, being from a high state. But he is a fucking, the dude is fucking good. He's got the ribs, too. Don't forget that. He's got the ribs. Right. But I mean, he there's just something in him where and <laughs> and I just Tordal's a, a beautiful thing, isn't it? <laughs> I, and I I mean, but I say it about Baker too. Is once you, it's almost like if you challenge their fucking, you might beat them down in one game, and then people get on them and yada yada. But then that next game, they fucking are like, okay. I'll fucking shove it down your throat, and then you tell me how you like it. And Justin Fields has ro- rose to the occasion a few times. And the thing about the college, thing about the college football playoff I've learned is uh, 
you never know till the teams get on the field how they're going to match up. Yep. Is it, that's one of the cool things about it. And I, I think back to the first time, the very first college football playoff with Ohio State, the year that we won the national championship, I thought Alabama was going to boat race us. And it turned out like, oh, shit, Ohio State's uber talented too. Like a lot more talent than what they were given credit for. You know, so, you know, the team that it's crazy to say that about a team that had Ezekiel Elliott and Michael Thomas on it. But, and Curtis Daniel was a backup and on and on and on. But I think Ohio State has the horses on offense. I really do. Uh, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. They got a couple other five stars, true freshmen that give them good, that give them good playing time. So we'll see. I'm obviously going to pick Ohio State because that's my squad. But that's, again, could be uphill sledding. Could be a yeah, tough I, battle. I can't do that. I I gotta pick Alabama. You, you gotta stick your SEC roots there. I do, and plus I just uh, yeah, I can't pick Ohio State. If they were playing fucking Shawnee State, I'd have to pick Shawnee State. <laughs> and Shawnee State don't even have a football team. All right. Any other news you want to talk about? Well, we got the March Madness apparently is going to be taking place in uh, Indianapolis. Fantastic. So what do you think about they're gonna, that? They're going to run a bubble type situation over there, right? That's uh, what they're trying to do, I guess. Or attempt, or attempt out of a half-ass bubble. Uh, yeah, man. If they can get the tournament in, there's a safe way to do it. They should do it. I, I love. I'm not the biggest college basketball fan. I do like college basketball, but I don't watch it as religiously. I'm more of an NBA guy. But I do love. I, I'm one of the people like every year when March Madness happens. Like, man, I wish I would watch more college basketball this year. I'm going to next year. And then I just watched right. like some Buckeye games. But yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's in Indianapolis. I think it's a perfect place to do that. You know, with it being the Hoosier state and the basketball state and the history with Indiana and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I'm cool with it, man. Hopefully it works out. Hopefully they can get it done. I, you know, and I, I hope they allow some fans. I th- I mean, you know, it'd be really cool. I've never I'm been. anticipating friends and family. That's what I'm anticipating. Yeah. I've I mean, I've never been to, and which we're still a couple months away uh, from March Madness. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would I would go watch Tennessee and our ball players win. Well, we'll see. You, know, you guys got a nice squad this year. We, hey, ball paid for, big dog. Hey, <laughs> so however you got to get them in there, man. Hey, I'm just saying, you know, when you've only had one five-star recruit in your history's program and you end up with three in one class, you know, and Rick Barnes is a veteran. He's been known. So <laughs> I ain't mad about it. You get him in how you got to get him in, man. Hey, whatever gets him under the tent. All right. You got anything else, brother? Nope. That's it, man. Uh, I just, I absolutely love doing the, the, this show uh it's always fun it's always you know we always give each other you know uh feedback on you know what we see and what you know the other one sees it's i just i absolutely love doing the sports show i mean we watch sports constantly we pretty much i mean we're gonna be messaging throughout the night probably tonight too so <laughs> that's just how it goes we talk sports constantly so it just makes sense to do this show and yeah i love doing it too man it's so much fun so look for some um look for some merch look for some maybe redesign stuff coming up to incorporate more of our uh, more of our sports because i figured you know we love wrestling we love figures we love merch we're all that's never going to stop but i think sports has always been the first love so it's just yeah fuck it we have microphones let's talk about it and uh also before we forget fucking steph curry cooked up 62 the other night on uh, portland so uh fucking props to him showing that he is still deadly from uh long range absolutely all right man take us home all right brother well uh, again thank everybody for listening to uh dtf does sports your leader in fucking sports news and coverage uh <laughs> that that we care about you know <laughs> so and that's the, the little asterisk in parentheses that we care about but uh, no, uh, again, appreciate everybody listening. You can follow me on Twitter at BFrost28. Eric, drop the credentials, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. But of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at DoingTheFavor. 
uh, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your pod podcasts. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out and go to our website, doingthefavor.com. We have merch, uh, links to merch, links to podcasts, uh, buy, sell, trade for figures, merchandise, sports stuff, all kinds of stuff and articles. So be sure to check that out. And thank you guys all so much for supporting us. And with that, good night and God bless. Yeah. Peace. It goes one, two, three into the foe. Eric Abaria up with DTF and that's for show. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live We'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so harsh, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah, doing the favor Doing the favor. Uh, doing the favor. Until next time, doing the favor.